0: Episode 35 of Board Games with Variant Hex is all about card drafting. I'm Kelly, and in this episode, Adam, Aaron, and myself talk about card drafting as a mechanism in board games. Now, technically, there's not a card drafting category on Board Game Geek because it's split up into different types of drafting. And honestly, I'm not sure what list we use while recording or if maybe this is a recent change but we'll probably revisit specific drafting types at some point in the future for things like open drafting, closed drafting, auction drafting, dice drafting, things like that. Without further ado, I'll turn it over to the three of us talking about card drafting.
1: We're gonna start off with the uh, the fun way to kind of talk about that top twenty-five, we're gonna do the game box description, going from number twenty-five up to number one. We're gonna I'm gonna throw out some descriptions. Mm-hmm. We've got uh, Kelly and Aaron here. That's they right. They can each both or neither, I suppose, make a guess on that.
0: I think it's first guess.
2: First guess. Oh, All okay. right. First keep... guess. Okay. Oh, Adam, are you keeping score?
0: Or do you want to do you want to go alternate, or do you want to do first guess?
1: Let's do
2: first guess. Okay. okay. We'll make it a little competitive. We did teamwork last time. I
1: feel we'll like you
2: tried. I don't know if we're keeping score, but
1: I'll keep score. Well, I will now attempt to keep score. Aaron, you already have a I'll... negative one for making me keep score. <laughs> I'll, keep score. <laughs> I'll, I'll keep score. i got I'm already wrote it down. Don't now. No, you no, said no. negative one no matter what. Don't All right. no, no <laughs> nope. doesn't to... change. I just okay. Five bonus so, points. this is somewhat rapid fire, so not a lot of thinking here mm-hmm. on this. Um, okay. Number 25. Uh, this has a, I uh, believe, a, a Roman gentleman with a cinched toga on his shoulder. Uh, it oh. looks like be a statue staring menacingly into the distance. And... Seven uh, Wonders. The statue might... What? Seven no. Wonders. Uh, that one was Trajan.
0: Yeah. I couldn't think of the game, but that sounds right. Uh,
1: next up, we have various felines crawling across the game box. Isle of Cats? Um, There's Isle of Cats is correct. The next one, we have various squares of different material that have been sewn together. Patchwork. Patchwork is correct. Now, the next one, we have a largely green cover with some orange also on there. Lots of like paisley or like filigree designs with a gentleman in the middle with an interesting haircut, a scarf that looks to wrap all the way around into... Possibly a hat, the scarf is brown, the shirt he's wearing is purple, the, this is not a game I've ever heard of. The Dirigible. So, it's close actually, this was Lorenzo Il Magnifico. Oh, okay, okay. The next one, we've got a hand clutching a quill pen, writing something next to a hat, the kind of hat that they would wear like on an African safari you know, those mm. kind there. There are some people outside of, maybe we're like in a tent, because there's like curtains to suggest, like tent curtains, oh and we're gosh. sitting behind gonna a desk. I'm know we're it looking after out. You say
0: it, but I...
1: People are holding things upon their heads, carrying like baskets on their heads. Um, they're walking... Viticulture. could be.
0: It's not that.
1: Uh, this Mombasa. Oh, no, Mombasa. I didn't actually know that. I don't... Well,
0: I don't think I knew that now.
1: The next one. We've got a man on a horse... And a man standing in front of the horse, different Dominion. two men. So there's two men, one on a horse, El one standing Grande? right next to the man. El Grande is correct.
0: Oh, there is a man on a horse. I didn't know what the other guy.
1: The next one we've got, uh, it's not a velociraptor, but it is something. Nope, I'm sorry. It's a bird-like, possible, maybe a dinosaur, maybe not. There's a crocodile. There's a rhinoceros. Evolution? They all seem to be, this is dominant species. Oh. This one we have... Is it really
2: necessary to give me a Midas one?
1: I, I don't think it was. <laughs> uh, we have like a dragon and then a series of characters. Clank. Clank is correct. Hey. Hey. Zero. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, the next one we've got... So at the top we've got three characters. One is in a suit of armor. Another one is in a suit of armor. One looks to be nearly in a suit of armor, but no helmet below Dominion. on the bottom Enroll part of the screen. Role This would be Paladins of the West Kingdom. Mm. uh.
2: I'm just guessing Dominion every time. Until it's Dominion. Until it's Dominion. (laughs) Is Dominion in the top 25? What if it's fallen off? It's out of favor. Well, it'd be the
0: top 25 of uh, card drafting. So, I mean, you'd want it to be. but
2: I think I know what it actually looks like, though. I think there's a... Go ahead. No, don't describe it. That's the whole game.
1: Uh, So, uh, this one we have definitely some sort of a monster or demon character taking up the sizable amount of the box. There are four characters. Uh, in a stance to suggest that they're both going to combat this creature. Imhotep. that they're skilled in a way that might allow them to. What was that? Imhotep. Uh, This would be Eon's End or Aeon's End, Mm. that A-E-O-N. This next one, we've got a train on the bottom of the screen. On the top, we have several famous figures throughout history. There are um, a series of innovations, planes, planes. some sort of military personnel across the bottom as well. It's just there is a. Oh, this is not train. This is through the ages, a story of civilization. I was about no. to
0: say through the ages, but I didn't know there was a train on it.
1: That is the through the ages, a story of civilization from two thousand six. For the record. Oh. We get. Are just, we getting
0: through the ages twice? That's what it's for, feeling like. Just <laughs> but, you, you know, know, I don't, don't
1: want to be the bearer be foreshadowing, of of but yeah, yeah. Now this next one has at the top man on a, a person on i believe it's a man on a, a horse that's some sort of monument Dominion. and below there are three characters like a judge character possibly with like a curly white hair and oh. then a couple maybe a king it's a very kind of like faded blue tint to all of this that makes it difficult to kind of see on a screen at the size that it is uh, it's not a game I've ever played. Is it
2: an Alan R. Moon game?
1: Alan oh, this oh, isn't like a question. I'm so sorry, Aaron. This no. is a different format completely. Yeah, this is not, where I'll describe the cover. Doing. And you guess then the game. you'll guess. just seemed so, like yeah. an
2: Alan R. Moon cover. That's all.
0: All right. Go ahead and tell
1: us. This is Lisboa.
0: Oh, okay. Lizboa. Yeah. It is a weird blue color.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is a game that has like a gunmetal black um, color. There's some screws on the side as though this is some sort of Furnace. piece of metal, which is probably not um large written in the middle it says mechs and minions with a gear behind it
0: is it me- mechs and minions is that yes it's mechs versus oh, Minions. Okay. really there's <laughs> nothing else in the box other than
1: <laughs> than the words so, yes
0: well you gotta take the easy ones you know
1: purple this next one is real purple okay the name of the game which i'm not going to do the same bit twice yes. uh, is largely printed on it there are some ooh, you know I don't know the actual language, but it does look to be a Middle Eastern language written below it. Possibly the same words, possibly different words, oh. if that helps you guess this, though.
0: No, I don't think.
1: Palisades.
0: Oh, Pax Premier.
1: Pax Premier is correct. Oh,
0: yeah, it is purple.
1: I just made up a word.
0: I The only one, I think it was Taj Mahal, but that's reddish, and I think there's a picture on it.
1: This next one has the name of the game with the skull beneath it. On the main cover, you have a person with a shield and an axe. Now, they're not using that axe to cut wood. They're using that axe to fight people. You can tell from the stance that they're in. There's lightning. Uh, This would be blood rage.
0: Oh, blood rage. Blood
1: rage.
2: I just thought of another card drafting game is what happened there.
0: (laughs) I think inches <laughs> lower than Blood Rage. Blood Rage, I think people like. I think we're getting near the top.
1: Oh, I think we are, too. So on this one, we have a slice of pizza with a face get, making a motion with uh, its hands. Pizza time. You have time. A, a waitress taking an order. You have a drive through with cars parked in front of it. Food chain There's a sm- magnet? Yep, that is absolutely correct.
0: I didn't know there was a pizza with a face on it. Is that what you said? Well, pizza with a I, face?
1: I sure did, and I'm huh. sticking by it. Okay. Now, on this next game cover, we have a gentleman with his hand on his hip, I believe a satchel over his shoulder. That satchel is going to be full of different supplies and equipment for the journey he's about to go on. There's a lot of foliage mm-hmm. surrounding all but the center part of the game. Lost and the Ruins center, of you Arnok? have. It's absolutely Lost Ruins of Arnok.
2: I was going to guess that one. Oh, I was too slow.
1: Close. This next one, we have two. Several figures on the box. Two larger figures are pointing in opposite directions. Uh, one to the left, one to the right. Seven Wonders in, Duel. Be, uh, it's not Seven Wonders Duel. This would be Clank, Acquisitions Incorporated, The Legacy. Game. Oh, okay.
2: that's a very good one. We've-
0: I feel like that's going to be on a lot of lists. Like Once you get to the games that are ranked high, like they're going to be at the top of every mechanism they have.
1: Yeah. This next one, we've got a, uh, a person with a helmet, and that helmet has wings. There's a very large sword Dominion. that this person is wielding. Uh, this will be a mage knight board game. This next one, we have uh, a woodland scene. We've got some mushrooms in the bottom right-hand corner, and we've got what I believe to be a badger holding a staff. Everdell. Facing... It is Everdell.
2: I would have got there on that one, too. I'm just not very fast at this game. In, I like that he started being bad, with the in, mushrooms, In addition though. to
1: being bad at it. Yeah. Bird. Wingspan. That was a little bit of a callback, Aaron. Yeah, a little yeah. callback, so. but
0: that is, in fact, all that's on the box.
1: So this is a somewhat not-liked cover with a lady on it at some sort of market. She's also wearing some sort of toga. Istanbul. She's doing some sort of buying or selling from a person at said market.
0: Yeah, it's Concordia. Yeah, it is. But again, it gets easier. The game gets real easy at the top because it's the same games a lot. So I didn't I didn't yep. want to jump in on that one. It wasn't fair to Aaron.
1: I mean,
2: this, None, this me. game is just not fair to me in general because I'm very well, bad it's at it. fair. Yeah. You could look at games.
1: I could. There is a gentleman and a lady back to back. The gentleman is holding a spear. He's got one of those mohawk helmets. The lady looks to be Egyptian in nature, facing off in a different direction. Through the ages, the second time. Close to Seven Wonders Duel. Yeah. It was one that you had said.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Did you know it? Yeah. Why didn't you guess it? Because we're in the top ones. These are the same ones that were on the last. So, you know, we have to keep... And I think between Adam and I, if we keep doing this, we'll have to keep describing them differently.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Now, in this next one, we've got a planet with a planet. Terraforming Mars. Another planet on the other side, and then a whole other planet that looks to be like the largest planet on this. I don't know that any of us have played this game. Or maybe, I mean, we might have heard of it, but barely. A planet with a
0: planet and a planet on the other side.
2: Third Rock from the Sun.
1: I don't know. The board game edition. Close. Dune Imperium.
0: Oh, Oh, I have not played it. But that that sounds right. Planets on planets.
1: This next one, we have a series of four figures behind those four figures. Through the ages, the second time. Yes, through (laughs) the ages. A new story of civilization, (laughs) 2015. (laughs) Great job, Aaron. And that is the the number one. Oh,
2: okay. Uh I can't believe I wasted all this time guessing Dominion. Why isn't Dominion in the top 25?
1: Well, and I will say, I don't actually necessarily consider it the same kind of card drafting that we are with these other ones. Because they're also not unique cards. It's more of a deck-building game than a card-drafting game by
0: rule. Oh, yeah. All right. Oh, so, 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 so I do not in
2: the middle my, of so my, game. so my guess of Ascension was also wrong. I mean, it would have saved me a lot of Dominion guesses if you had said it well, in now, the
1: middle of the game. So, no, Ascension would be more so than Dominion because it's also a rotating amount of cards. So, like, pick... The actual taking the card oh, right. I, understand. In, I understand structurally is important differently with Dominion than it is with Ascension. Because right. Ascension is more like a through the ages, right? Like a rotating right. set of cards. You want to take that card. That card functions very but the, specifically but the t- for you. But the
2: Dominion cards are always the same all the time. Like There's not correct. new cards introduced to the game.
1: Cor- correct. Even Ascension would still be probably more deck building than card drafting, but it's still... Yeah,
2: I noticed Magic the Gathering is not on there.
1: Uh, that's correct. I mean, it's that's that's not necessarily card drafting at all, though. Depending I mean, on how you play the game.
2: Unless you draft the cards.
1: Co- correct, but you, there are people that will play that game exclusively for 20 years and never draft it. So it's not inherent to the like to the game. The game. And actually, yeah. the way the game was made was not necessarily made to be drafted. Right. That's just the way a lot of people tend to play it.
2: All right. So we did it. So whatever, So now... Well,
0: you know, we just talk about what we think about these games. Now, we've already briefly discussed things like Wingspan and Everdell. Seven Wonders Duel was in the last one. Concordia was in the last one. Clank Legacy. These were all in the set collection version. As we get a little further down, though... We have we definitely have some unique games.
2: So I think Everdell just, for me is barely card drafting, and I know that the cards and the mechanics, but it seems more like tableau building is and it drafting engine building.
0: Out of the center is that the drafting part?
2: Yeah, I mean you draft cards out of the center, and then you build that table of cards yeah, yeah. down yeah, on yeah. the side. Well, but like I know
0: I'm saying, but this, I, feel I like, think that's
2: what's qualifying it. Uh, you know, I, I feel like for me those car the cards are like you're not like rolling through a deck like you would in a lot of card drafting games. It's, for me, it's more like tableau building and engine
1: building. But How is patchwork card drafting? Am I missing...
0: Well, you, I think it's not card drafting, it's
2: drafting. Oh, because oh, they have those little tiles, like you pick a tile, right? You, you have, yeah. yeah,
0: you see all the tiles there, so I don't know if the drafting of it is the fact that you get to pick which one that you're taking. Aaron and I played Circled Wagons today, which is has a very similar setup where you put all the cards out there first in a circle. And there's some mechanisms about how far forward you can go in that circle, like where you can take things, which is very similar to Patchwork. I think that they are saying that tile drafting is not significantly... You know it's not different enough to make some different category. Now, for the last mm. one, we also kind of read through what they define the category as open drafting is used in games in which players pick cards or tiles, resources, dice, etc., oh. from a common pool to gain some advantage, immediate or long term, or to assemble collections that are used to meet objectives within the game. And they do list Azul as a complex draft, as a type of draft. There, you're doing like a tile basically. Um,
2: Sagrado would be a drafting, oh, okay. you draft dice in Sagrada. I guess they're they're calling ticket to ride in, in the category as well.
0: So games where cards are simply drawn from a pile are not drafting games. Drafting implies that players have some sort of choice or ability to draft another card that a player may want and then therefore you're denying them something. And yeah, they do have ticket to ride. Players may choose cards openly from the display, but then you can also get them from the deck in that as well. And they, they make a distinction between a closed draft which is defined as drafting, not card drafting. Which I'm not even going to click that link right now. All right. So that's kind of how they're saying it. So it doesn't have to be. Even though they said card drafting, I guess they have a different category for regular drafting. So and clever would be in this category further down. Uh, the dice drafting. Dice drafting. Um, yeah, because you when you play multiplayer in that, you pick three, and then everyone else picks from what you have left over. Yeah. I don't know how that changes if like they don't. I guess it feels a little different because the ones that you roll they'll never get the opportunity to pick on their own. That same uh Gernan Kernan, is that how you say
2: it? Yeah, what's the what's the one where you like you you draft that you put the dra- the dice in rows and then you can take out the number of like if there's, you know, three dice in the five row, you can do that five action through it thrice. And then you have like a little person walking around the market at the top edge of rolling. It's a rolling right thingy. And like Biblios? I, I don't know the name of it, otherwise it's like set collection on the on the left side of the board and then you're collecting golden donkeys
1: as well. Come on, Kelly, golden donkeys has to be something. Come on. Corinth. Is
2: it Corinth? Yeah, it's
1: Corinth.
0: Corinth, I think, is what you're talking about. Where yeah. you like roll a lot of dice and then you pick the one row of dice. Yeah. Yeah, so for the ones, Lisboa is a big game. I believe that it's rather I I haven't played it myself. I have heard that it's complicated if it's what i'm thinking of uh, i kind of looking to see the ones that we've actually played we haven't played lorenzo il magnifico haven't played trajan mombasa so there's a lot on here that we haven't really touched which doesn't give us you know the best footing to talk deeper about the car drafting in this first 25 certainly arnock we're big oh, fans of
2: yeah and then obviously clank and clank legacy
0: yeah uh wingspan everdell also.
2: We played Seven Wonders Duel recently and I, I really liked I really
1: like Seven Wonders Duel. I agree. I liked it a lot. No. Yeah.
0: yeah. It's to be a reworking of that game that still feels very true to the experience. I
2: think it really may be good. better
1: than the than the base game.
0: Do we do you guys remember Paladins distinct from the other West Kingdom games?
1: No, they're all the same game at this point. There's <laughs> the same faces. It's
0: the same yeah, same it's symbols. the same art by the Miko. It's the they all use the same iconography, which when you're playing them back-to-back and in general as a set, that helps a lot because then when you see that yellow flag, you're like, I know that's going to be victory points. I don't have to double check. Um, So sometimes when a game does it, that kind of iconography, it's not that helpful because unless you're playing that constantly, you just forget and have to look it up anyway. When they make, they're going to make, well, they've made six games. They intend to make 12. So across those 12 games, for them to have consistent iconography like that, that's when it really does start to pay to pay off so paladins has the long center board Um, this is invaders coming from everywhere keep the faith and defend your homeland is the tagline um, for that one so you still have then your own board of like worker placement like associations to do and i think this is the one where can't you is this one one of the ones where you can be like more corrupt or more or not corrupt. I think you have that option here, too.
2: Oh. I think we only oh, played it one this time. One. This, this was the longest fun, yeah. one.
0: This was a I long say. one. And oh,
2: I, as I recall, you got very upset during this game.
1: I did? Yeah. I often get upset. I, games I, think with that,
2: you. I think that one, one of the the game members was taking an especially a long time to play.
1: What I will say, you know, last time we talked about set collection. And I think it's amazing the crossover on this. Because one game, not in the top 25, but on uh, page two, was Fantasy Realms. Right, that game where you're trying to take those cards oh, that are yeah. either like. And I feel like that, that's very, that seems very card drafty, you know, as far as very. Yeah. But it also is kind of set collection in the sense that you're trying to assemble these connected pieces. So I wonder, like, at least for me, set collection from a card standpoint and card drafting will probably always play hand-in-hand hand pretty well, yeah. like, yeah. in general.
2: I, I think Fantasy Realms is among my favorite short-form game. My, a, a couple jobs ago, there's a couple a couple folks at the at my workplace that we just played that over lunch, like, once a week. And it was just tremendous fun, super easy. Everyone knows the rules. It's quick to learn. You don't even really need to know the rules to play. Like, you just sit down and be like, hey.
0: Yeah, the rules are kind of on, on the, cards the cards themselves. It's like, yeah, collect cards and get points. Yeah,
2: you, but- you can literally sit down and say, take these seven cards... Take a face-down card, or take a face-up card, and discard a card. Read the yes. cards as you play. The game's over when there's 10 cards. And then we can all play.
0: Okay, That's everyone can, can learn play, games. you seconds. specifically would hate to learn to play That's that That's how way. I learned, and I liked it. I would, I'm surprised by that, because usually you want to know... I won the first game. Oh, okay, so it just worked out real well?
2: I mean, I read the cards.
0: I will know, but I will say about that, there is definitely a fair amount of luck for what... I think along. I got
2: I got dealt the sword and the shield. So.
0: Oh, okay, Sorry. okay. So there there are cards like that where you may not even see all of them, but if you happen to have the yeah. sword and the shield, they instantly give you a whole bunch of points by by having that combination. So I guess you don't you're not always drafting though because you can pick off just off the top of the deck. Right. in Fantasy realms. Uh, it is a good gameplay over lunch because it's short, and I also think because there's a lot of luck and you can kind of be a crapshoot. You can get dealt a hand that already is, you know, right. 150 points or whatever. And then you're kind of like, well, these are fine. Yeah, I think it's one that you usually want to play it a few times. Right. Probably, because just playing it once depending on how the luck goes could be sort of a horrible experience. Yeah, we would off time play it two
2: or three times in a half yeah, hour, right? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, things further down on this list were also on the set collection uh splendor we have. We have space base here, we have role player. Century Golem Edition.
2: Oh, you just scrolled really quickly past one of my favorite games. Hanami, Ko- Hanami Koji.
0: Oh. hmm As card drafting?
2: It's on this list,
0: right? I mean, I know it's on the list, but that's part of what we're doing here. I, oh. I don't feel like... It's definitely on the list. This is on you know, this is on the second set. This is on the, actually the third page. I think it's so not now really card drafting at all. Yeah, we're now we're like 50 to 75.
2: I just... Yeah. I don't think Hanami Koji... Is, it, is this the card drafting list and they said it's card drafting? Is it
0: drafting because of... I mean, some of the actions that you... Place out there,
2: you you place the actions to get cards. Get dra- like, there's like uh, kind of
0: drafting in that mm-hmm. actions, but it's not it's not inherent mm-hmm. in the I don't game. Is like it, that? Yeah, I don't mm-hmm. I don't. Now, like Bunny
1: Kingdom is card drafting. We it's uh, exactly we, handing cards around mm-hmm. and taking cards to make a pile. Like Bunny Kingdom, that is a an epitome of card drafting in my yes. opinion.
2: I, I I thought Bunny Kingdom was just a game that never ends.
0: Well, that's because you mix up the decks and then we quit because no right. one can undo it.
1: It oh, actually ends pretty abruptly once that happens. Yeah. So,
0: yeah. I think Seven Wonders, Sushi Go are also very purely card drafting. Yeah, I guess there's a set collection in that that's how you're eventually scoring points. But like the mechanism of a turn, how the game moves forward is card drafting.
2: I really enjoy Sushi Go as a game. And I, I didn't like it when I first started playing it. And then I kinda like got it. Uh, and then just as an aside, I, I one time played it with people at work who aren't who aren't gamers. And it was a Kelly and I had a, a good discussion afterwards about how like if you're playing with people who aren't gamers, maybe don't win by 30.
0: I think there's something about when you're presenting a game to people that aren't like deep into this, that it's more maybe it's more important for you to be a bit of a steward to the hobby instead of just playing the game without kind of that other level of connection right. so it helps to better if you're kind of going beyond just the rules because there's how to play a game there's like the rules yeah. of the game and then there's sort of like common convention, convention and how you actually execute that so i think that if you're bringing a game to lunch it's kind of better if you in my opinion it's better if you don't win Because if someone else wins, then you very likely explain the game really well and they understand not just take a card, leave a card, but these combos are more valuable than those combos. This is a better idea based on the cards that you first saw. Like this is going to make more sense of something for you to collect, that kind of thing.
2: Well, I think it's also kind of like it was a learning experience for me to like read the room because I was playing it. the, The person who brought the game actually was really, really good at it. But then they were playing with like six people. And I was in between the two people who had not played. And, like, in that game, order matters. And I, like, really took advantage of their newness. And I uh, wasn't very nice.
1: I guess in those moments, I mean, if there's enough players, which it sound like there was, you can always just excuse yourself from playing and help two people, like, sit between two people and just, you know, be available for discussion oh. or questions. That's right. Because sounding. that's a thing that I'll
2: think of by myself. That's
0: not sounding like Aaron, no.
1: Just throwing that out there, though. No.
0: <laughs> so, that said, as we're talking about, new people and playing games. What of these? If someone is looking for a card drafting game, I mean, I think I would say 7 wonder. I think I would say 7 wonders Sushi Go and what would my third one be?
1: I would say Bunny Kingdom. It's not on this list, but I refuse to not tell someone to play Bunny Kingdom. Yeah,
0: Bunny Kingdom is a little further down. I think I saw it maybe it's in the 76 to 100. So, it's kind of around maybe 80 right now. Bunny Kingdom is good. I think that there's also an area control thing happening in Bunny Kingdom which I'm fine with. But would I recommend it? I think it's a that's that's what would keep me from recommending it recommending it to someone else because there's a a overall grid board that has like numbers down one side, letters on the other side. And so those cards in the mix of the cards that you can keep, some of them are about um placing a bunny and kind of staking that as your territory. Others are treasure cards. I think there's some other things going on in that deck as well. Mm -hmm. And as we kind of referenced before, you do have to really keep your decks straight um, as you keep playing the game. And it is a lot of card management. So while I do enjoy it, I think it is a little more than what it looks like. I think it's not a lot. It's still not like hard to play, but I think those sort of things, if you're, that can be a lot to manage if people aren't used to, like, I don't want to say serious card games, but if they're not really used to, like, yeah, I'm managing, like, three sets of cards in front of me. Like, ones I'm passing, ones I'm taking, ones that I've already capped over here.
2: I mean, I'm right here. You don't have to talk about me.
0: I think it's not just you, though. I think that's I think that's other people as well. I'm just saying, I think that's, that's, what, would, that's, good point. that's what would pull me back from the recommendation.
2: King of Tokyo is on here, and I think that's a pretty fun... I mean, there's some card drafting.
0: There's not a lot... I've always thought no, it's weird how like big the deck in King of Tokyo is. Like, I don't feel like we needed quite that many cards.
2: I mean, I've seen Adam roll through that deck.
0: Yeah, I mean, you definitely can, but that's still, it's still going to depend on your rolls if yeah. you're talking about how many electricity you're going to be able to get.
1: I guess a recommendation that's not cards, but they seem to be lumping non-cards and yeah. card drafting, which I do have i do have an issue with, but I'm just going to concede to this here. Yeah. Um, draft, uh, Draftosaurus, just functionally uh, taking one yeah. thing... Yeah. And nothing doing a thing, if you want to talk about just very core essence stuff, we talk about it a lot because I think it's great at what it does. Mm-hmm. It's simplicity yeah. is its advantage. If you want to learn how to do that, great starting spot.
0: Yeah, I would actually, I'd put Draftosaurus before Sushi Go. I think I would tell someone like Draftosaurus, Sushi Go, Seven Wonders. And Sushi Go to Seven Wonders might be
2: a bit of a leap. When I think Sushi Go, when I say Sushi Go, by the way, I'm always referring to Sushi Go Party because I think it's the better version of the game
0: party i don't think i've played sushi go party
2: oh yeah there's a couple different extra things in there super fun
0: yeah i haven't played that i've just played regular sushi roll and dice i think it's called dice i don't really like the dice sushi dice
2: really i I think the dice is
1: superior oh superior
2: sushi yeah like it's really cute how you pass the dice around on a little sushi tray of all the games that are actually in the top 25 clank is my favorite I i love to play clank in any format clank legacy Clank, Clank in Space. I don't even think I've actually ever played Clank, but I, I, I presume it's just oh, as fun Plank, as the other. Oh, Clank. I don't know that we have.
1: Oh, Plank, Clank is fun. Clank in Space is better, I think. Oh, that's, that's all i ever really played. How is it different
0: besides the setting? Like, is there other things going on besides the setting that make it different?
1: Yeah, so, I mean, the main difference is it's a simpler version. You're just going literally down. Like, the board goes down. If you imagine, like, oh, you start at the so it top is, and move your way down. It is
0: like the Legacy then. Correct. Okay. Okay. Okay.
1: So it's just as far deep as you can go, and then who can get back up? Where Clank and Space is kind of like I can go a few different paths. I can go in this room first. Mm. Those things. So I, it's a little less. Also, I feel like Clank and Space. You're not like oh, I'm just trapped at the bottom with no hope of ever getting out. Like there's a few more tricks to kind of get yourself right. out a little quicker right. on some of that. So yeah,
2: and I think the the mechanic in Clank in Space where you can't like you need to uh, like meet certain th- thresholds to go into certain rooms is pretty fun.
1: Yeah, I, I like that. I like there's yeah entry barrier.
2: So that's the
0: one you would pick to play next.
2: Uh, yeah, I mean for me, I would just play Clank of all these games. Yeah, maybe Seven Wonders Duel, but but.
0: I think it would be good to. I'm going to pick that I would play Pal- Paladin's next. Oh. Because we've just played it the one time. And I don't, you know, we, that was when we were playing so many games on Tabletop Simulator. We were learning kind of a big new game every week. And I feel like I've forgotten a lot of them. And I think that some of them suffered in, when you're playing on TTS, it can definitely, it can lengthen a game by a lot. And I think our inexperience with TTS only exacerbated that. So I think now, not only would we be a little more familiar with it, we could probably be a little more focused with it. I could also just see getting the physical version and and trying it out in person versus trying it out digitally. I think either way, I would like to experience that again because I don't think the first playthrough was a complete fair shake. I don't think I disliked the game, but I definitely have. I'm not someone who does better as a game gets longer i kind of drop off after three hours and i think that one took us quite a bit of time
2: i think it was early in the pandemic right like so we were still getting used to yeah and i think virtual stuff
0: right there's once you get comfortable with that i think you really can cruise in some of those digital games uh but that is not that's not how it feels day one it's pretty it's pretty slow
2: well and i had like a bad like I upgraded my computer like three months in and it made all the difference in the world.
0: Well, I also think that one of the things we gravitated towards on TTS over time was scripted games.
2: Yeah, and then the BGA stuff has been a boon. I yeah. There's and some games of, that I prefer to play on, on, on BGA, which is sure. unheard of, yeah.
0: For sure. Yeah. None of the Garp games, as far as I know, have been on BGA, but even just the scripting on Tabletop Simulator can move some things along even just a scripted setup because some of those games that you get that might come online you are also setting up all the pieces as well that's like tabletopia never has scripting right and sometimes i think they do come more set up like when you open it it kind of sets it up for you that can that alone can make a difference so yeah that knowing the commands i'd like to give that one another another shake i bet someone's scripted something by now
2: yeah, I, I think the yeah. one exception to the to the scripting in terms of games that I liked on TTS is just Curse Court because if it was scripted, we probably would have never come up with eighty chips.
0: Yeah, and that is nice about TTS that when there's no scripting, you can do whatever you want, and you can. Right. That's we also played Carcassonne where we did change one rule.
2: Oh yeah, which is something oh, I yeah. feel like
0: we need to get back to because that was super fun. Where we yep. all just picked a rule and we just altered it in some way and then executed the game. We could type out the rules on the table because it's TTS. And uh, yeah, if you don't have that kind of script, you can duplicate cards if to make things easier. You can make things bigger or smaller as you see fit. So I think if yeah. we
2: ever if if we ever decide to stream a board game session, we should stream one of those.
0: To do the change one rule. Change
2: one rule and then stream it. That'd be fun.
0: Yeah. Uh change one rule splendor.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean that might be what we do
1: next. We'll see. <laughs> Yeah.
0: And Adam, what game would you
1: play next? Through the ages is probably the answer because oh. I like playing it all the time on the right. app. Right. I Who could just... stop you, basically? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Very much enjoy it. I, I w- would like to throw out there kind of a kind of a card drafting game um, that's not on here because it's not an actual board game, but it's Pirate Outlaws. Oh, yeah. I'm a big fan of they, that They game.
0: call those, there's a name for those. And maybe that's what we'll do. I don't know if it's a category here. I'm going to check to see oh, if it's, it's a called, category. It's uh,
1: called rogue, rogue something like games. Like, Roguelike,
0: de- rogue-like yeah. Deck Builder? Or is yeah. it just Roguelike? I will yeah, see. Uh,
1: Slate Aspires is one, too. and like Right, that I, one's uh, been pretty popular. I like all those. Yeah. I, I think Pirate Outlaws is it's just top-notch. I've been playing again lately because it's been a while, and so some new oh, stuff yeah. unlocked, and I was like, ah, oh, nice. so much fun. It's so much fun. Yeah. So... Yep, I highly recommend that.
2: I think that's really solid. Kelly's hanging out on the 100 in uh, 125 page, and I just saw Dice Forge. And, I, you know, I was listening to a podcast the other day, and they were talking about how, like, that's just not a very good game, and, and it's universally thought of as not, like, a terribly great game.
0: Oh, really? Yeah,
2: I, I forget which one. It was one of the things you were listening to, and I heard it in the they background.
0: They said the Dice Forge was bad? Yeah. I'm trying to think of what what that was i like dice Forge. i mean
2: it, it, our group i think likes dice forge and i think it, it's interesting to me that it's as low as 369 on board game that's not each. even
0: that low
2: well maybe i'm just speaking completely out of turn i'm very but dice forge is a is a good game you
0: listen we
2: say bga sure. a lot and it sure is
1: on there oh and it, it's a good implementation and i feel like for what it could be on that i think it's amazing like the idea of changing the face of dice like they still did a great job for what it could have been. Yeah, it's like, a solid if it was, like, implementation. Like, like, some sort of slide-in mechanism or if it was some other thing that would have been, like, a mess. Oh, yeah, and you can just click them out.
2: Like, like oh, uh, yeah, you weren't talking about BGA anymore. You were talking about, like, the, the physical implementation. Yeah, yeah, where they just, even, like, click, the they just clip out. Yeah, it's really nice. Uh, and it's yeah, a little no, tedious to, like, yeah. put it back, but it's fine,
1: right? Yeah, but that's a lot of games, right? A lot of right. games have a lot of put-things-back set up.
0: So, our last task here, before we leave card drafting behind is to pick one of the mechanisms from a game in the top 25 for the next Mechanisms podcast.
2: I think we should go with Adam's recommendation and do Through the Ages. So What else do we
0: have on Through the Ages?
2: Dutch Auction. Let's do the top 25 Dutch auctions.
0: There's 22 Dutch Auction games. <laughs> and we have been doing the top 25. So maybe not that category. Uh what we we could do action points, we could do auction bidding, we could do events seems broad as does income. Take that.
1: Uh in income I kind of like because mm-hmm. that's like upkeep of things, right? Like if you have to like pay food to keep a villager alive, right? Okay. Is that what income is referencing?
0: Yeah, I, we, there we are those. there are 478
2: of those.
1: Okay, so that's that. One of better. the
0: smaller categories surprisingly. And I think I'm not sure how I don't know if anyone can edit The classification of a board game to add a mechanism if you see fit. People argue that some of those top-ranked games are there because they have a little bit of so many different mechanisms. Like, they're saying that's part of how they end up casting this wide net is because someone's like, oh, well, you know, card drafting, I like that. Oh, set collection, I like that. Oh, bidding, I like that. Uh, So, yeah, the last category um, for card drafting nine thousand nine hundred and thirty eight games so then when you say income has four hundred some that's actually surprisingly low
2: i feel good about finding dutch auction at at sub 25
0: yeah and i mean i guess there's nothing stopping us from just doing the the 22 games for a category um i'm not sure how many total mechanisms are listed on board game geek but i think this could be a pretty long series Thank you so much for listening to episode 35. Be sure to subscribe to know when new episodes drop. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Twitch at Variant Hex. We have a website and a blog at VariantHex.com. And you can email us at podcast at VariantHex.com. In the future, we may start to have more thorough show notes or posts that detail games mentioned in each episode. But since those plans are not definite, we wanted to make a clear call out that Pirate's Outlaws and Splay the Spire are both digital-only games that can be found on a variety of platforms. There are quite a few board game-adjacent titles like these, and we're likely to talk about those again in the future. Next up is me, Aaron, and Adam in our first play count episode where we discuss the recent Kickstarter delivery, Longshot the Dice Game, at one, two, three, and four player counts. Unless you're listening to these in reverse, in which case you'll hear me and Aaron in our first Coffee Shop Games episode, where we talk about Lotus and Shipwrights of the North Sea. And that's all for now. Thank you so much for spending your time with us today.